Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. Polite lady there. Instantly hates on my eardrum. Did you, you all you all saw that, right? You all saw. Okay, he saw. He really just. I don't. Why well, got to hate on it, man? He doesn't want to answer. It's I was just remembering that I left a pot of tea on the stove. <laughs> that's why I made that reaction. It had nothing to do with what you were doing there. Oh, thank you. That's. I'm really glad that the timing was impeccable. Well, hey there, beautiful listeners. Welcome back inside the sound. This is Michael. And this is Ryan. And we, uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Would you care to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners? Well, hey there. I'm Raven. Uh, I'm a Spanish guitarist, I guess, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> pretty much it? Pretty much it. Pretty much. The rest are just details, I guess. Mm-hmm. What else really matters? When a person's a guitar player, what else really matters? It's just boxes <laughs> that get checked. And I'm going to be honest with you. I saw some of the way you play the guitar and your tone is insane. Like the way you, the, your fingertips, like it, it, you sound amazing. You do. Thank you. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go all the way back to baby Raven. Now, I don't need, oh, I don't shit. know. If, I don't know if we need to go back that far, but <laughs> I mean, I just feel like with a name like Raven, you have some kind of superhero origin story. I don't know if that's, is that the case or is it just, I'm curious. Yeah. Like, Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. Uh, with music, with guitar or like. Well, the thing is, every most people we've talked to, even though it, it was later in life when they decided to make their own music or to get mm-hmm. into the music industry, they always had some type of association or relationship with music before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, usually at a deep so. level. Like what, what's the first piece of music that you remember affecting you on an emotional level enough to remember it? Okay. I actually have no idea. Like if I, <laughs> what was it? One of my, one of my core memories, I started playing the violin, didn't play guitar, didn't have anything to do with like rock or metal. Started playing the violin and uh, the thing, the first time that I ever felt it and, and you know, I, I knew that I wanted to do that. I remember we were, we were playing uh, Buckleville's Canon in D, you know, pretty classic. Pretty overplayed, but at the time it was it was one of the few things that I could play. And I remember I started playing it with uh, one of my friends, and it was just it was magical, you know. It was like something so simple, but it made me feel in a way that I have never felt before. And I remember I was playing, and I was like, 
13 or so and I was playing and my eyes were watering and I couldn't read because I was like crying because of what I was feeling and I don't know it was that's like the first memory that I have with music that is like you know it, it was important <laughs> kind of blows my mind because that's that's literally the potent moment it's just well that was my experience with Pachelbel's Canon in D2 like I was 13. really no I remember I was sitting in my in my grandparents basement my grandfather was a, a jazz drummer uh, like a big fan of classical music and jazz and he had a library it's like a walk-in library wall-to-ceiling vinyl and CDs and magazines and anything you think of books uh, and I was sitting down in there with his fancy CD player headphones mm-hmm. and that song that that piece came on and it, it brought tears to my I mean I just I'd, ne- I'd never heard it before you know, and, and I even grew up listening to classical music, and it was just one that I'd never actually sat down and listened to. I'm just, I guess, I mean, it's not surprising that other people would have a similar reaction, but I, I just, um, man, that that piece of music just, isn't it funny how you never, like, you never expect it. It just, like, when that, that motion that you're talking about with the, with the eyes watering, it just, it happens to you, mm-hmm. know that it was a feeling that you were going to feel, you know? No, not at all. I was just playing, you know, we were practicing and we were just messing with it. And that, but suddenly it was like, it was just not me playing some notes on my instrument, which I, it sounds like I wasn't enjoying it to that point. Not at all. I was having a lot of fun while playing. I just never felt that way before. Mm. Amazing. Do you think it's because music is something that it kind of, how do I put this? It feels like it hits us at our cores so easily. Like it's able to just get right to it. So I think music can generate those powerful types of emotions. And it's so surreal because it's like, what's going on? You know, I have an answer, at least in my head, what I think is going on Uh is like our emotions are somehow plugged in to whatever frequency that it's like um there's overtones in music you know what i mean mm-hmm. kind of guitar you have harmonics yeah. where you, you you play a note but then if you if you put it over the fret and then you hit it a certain way there's a different mm-hmm. note that's all that's still there at the same yeah. time as the other note and i think our emotions somehow tap into that that field whatever that is that exists because music is a thing that exists outside of it's essentially math right mm-hmm. i don't think we actually would need people on the earth to make it like there's birds that do it and yeah. we're not the only creature that makes music you know so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting and also i think raven knows what a harmonic is oh gosh i know you were just explaining <laughs> something but <laughs> i wasn't gonna bring out the harmonica man no but it's no, fine not it's the not... harmonica a harmonic <laughs> oh here harmonic yeah oh yeah those are the harmonica but there, there might be people listening that don't know what it is it's true. Thank you. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. It's baby. the really squealy noise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny, uh, Raven. Like all the little nuances that guitar players talk about, uh, you know, like palm muting or natural harmonic and a pinch mm. harmonic or a, you know, this all these things we talk about and like the general public is, I just hear guitar guys. I don't like the effects too you know yeah well i kind of feel that way with the effects a lot of the time so (laughs) (laughs) they're just it gets too much how do you feel about all the technology that's available like there's Mm. so many effects pedals and so many effects options like where do you find yourself with all that 
lately? Um, I think it's great because now you don't need a lot of stuff to make music. You can play guitar and plug it into your laptop and you have it sounding like you're running it through pretty much any amp you can think of, which is just saving money. In the long run, it's just saving money, especially if you're if you're starting with music, you do not have like a thousand dollars to buy some like uh, amps and pedals and stuff like that, especially with pedals. I have never owned a pedal in my life. Mm. Never. Because I didn't need it, because I had it I had it all here in my computer, right? But at the same time, when I look at it from the outside, everyone sounds the same now. I don't know why, but like if you look back to to the seventies or the eighties, maybe you can you can tell one guitarist from the other a hundred percent because each one had their sound and their way of playing, and now it's like super hard to do that because even even with people that have like super characteristic styles, they all sound pretty similar when it comes to tone, and I don't know why when that happened. But yeah, I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, I I really. They're, I love this subject. They're, <laughs> I, really, I really do feel the same way. I do. I really do. I don't know. It sounds great, but like it's the same. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I. I. I have a thought that doesn't want to come out. It's been very stifled. I feel like because everything is so readily available now, mm-hmm. people take in techniques from like you can get a tutorial on how to play like anybody Mm. so i feel like people are so overexposed to every style that it's really hard to maintain your own identity through Mm -hmm. all of that if you're not careful even if you are a little bit different like back in the day they had records and you had your garage or your room i mean there was Mm -hmm. no youtube there wasn't a lot of outside of a music class Mm, yeah so creating an identity now might be a little harder because of yeah and i my perception mm -hmm. i don't know we make everybody better too like think of the i feel like the average guitar playing kid that i see anyway that's it it's like so what happens is now that pretty much everyone has access to all of this technology and all of this media you can learn how to play by yourself pretty much if you want to so there's obviously a lot more players and that translates into people being better and there's a lot of virtuosos out there but like a lot of them it's crazy and and you you come into social media and you see all of these people playing it's like what am I even doing, you know? And there's hundreds of them and that didn't happen before. And so now it's like the the bar is super high and you have to meet these standards of playing a certain style and really fast and you need to make it sound like this. And there's this like new genre, I guess I'd say of prog metal rock. I don't know how I would call right. it, but you know, yeah. bands like bands that I really like, like Intervals or maybe even Polyphia which are having a huge influence, but now it's kind of like everyone is trying to sound like that. Well, that happens in rock. Everyone wanted to Van mm-hmm. Halen. Yeah. Van Halen did it too. Fair enough, yeah. Groups like Nirvana, there's certain groups that just sort of inspire because they're that good. They're that mm, Yeah. You know they're so good that the other groups they inspire are freaking great too. Like there's, it's good. And t- there's goodness. This is my takeaway from all that because I've thought about it. Raven, I don't know if you were... I don't, beautiful listeners, I don't know if you're necessarily going to agree with this, but um, for example, a guitar player like Eddie Van Halen, 
he i don't believe in his heart of hearts he was trying to be flashy you know mm-hmm. he was like i more so than he was trying to just make music so mm-hmm. i think as a guitar player there's an opportunity to fall into the trap of technicality over over potency of the notes that i'm choosing mm-hmm. so there are players that are abnormally technical with their ability Mm. their fingers can move really fast and some of that stuff i can listen to and really enjoy and some of it i'm Mm. like i don't feel the same soul in this that i do like when i listen to uh steve steve ray vaughn play you know there's not as many notes but the notes that are being played are just more potent to me i feel more so Mm -hmm. at least it's brilliant like we, he shared this thought with me in private before and I was like man I don't even think I can say it better the way that I've always approached the guitar is whatever I play I want to mean something if there's a moment where I feel like I can do a crazy run or whatever then I will but I'm not going to do it just for the sake of doing it mm-hmm. you know but guys you know what I, I yeah. think with this being the situation it's actually it, I see it as an opportunity it's easier to stand out now because everybody does sound the same so, like when I hear your guitar playing, like I hear Raven. I hear I I I, I went through like several of these videos, right, and noticed the different mm-hmm. styles that you were playing, and it's it's kind of like it's in your fingers. So you'll 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 be recognized just by ear, you know. Heck, it was it was. I think you heard maybe two notes on on a, a, a Pantera song. He's like, yeah, it's Dimebag. He just mm-hmm. who knows? It was literally yesterday. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, it's Pantera. How do you know? It's because you hear it. Like you hear it in the in the fingertips, and that that t- that is actually an opportunity to explore one's own sound. I, I guess I'm curious, mm-hmm. like how. What are your thoughts yeah. on on all of this? Like yeah. where where have you found <laughs> yourself? Where have you where do you find yourself in all this? Yeah. Okay, so the thing is, uh, what what happened to me is I, I'm. I'm 18 now, so I'm, I'm pretty young. So I started playing when I was like 16. I haven't been playing for that long. I was 15. So I had been playing for a couple of years, right? And I decided to start posting videos on social media, just posting normal covers, because I find I find it like fun to do. And, and you know, and I didn't have a following or anything like that. So like, I never planned in, in writing my own music. I never planned into, you know, I wasn't expecting to suddenly get views and stuff like that. And, and now brands are, contacting me and stuff like that which is absolutely amazing but i did find myself a couple of months ago in this kind of like existential crisis and i was talking to my guitar teacher and i was like i feel like i need to get really good at this but i'm not going to be extremely technical i'm not a virtuoso i can't play super fast and i was talking to him and i was like i think i want to make my own music you know but i don't want to disappoint anyone and i don't know what to do because if i have like let's say i have a year to put out an ep or something like that i'm not going to get extremely technical in a year and i needed to find you know just a way of expressing myself and finding my own sound which was the hardest thing to do and and i was talking to him and he was like well you listen to a lot of different kinds of music right but if you think of guitarists that, that really touch your soul when playing, what are some of them? And I was like, well, I guess Gilmore, for example. And he was like, well, he's not playing a million notes per second. He's a great example of that, what we're talking And I was like, well, I guess not. So, And so we, we really focused on theory and how to learn from that, how to write music, you know, and how 
how to write good melodies, good phrasing. That is a problem. I remember I started improvising with him and I was trying to play this, like just this abnormal amount of flicks per second. And it just, it didn't sound like anything. It was, it was a mess. I was playing things where they should be. It just didn't express anything because I was so focused and trying to be technical right. on, and playing fast. And you know, cause it's what, it's what we are surrounded with now. Again, I, I get on social media and I see all of these people that are like amazing players and that's what they do and it sounds great, but maybe it's not my thing. And that was the thing that, that took me the most time to realize like, okay, maybe you're not going to be like that, but it's fine. Do your thing, you know? And, I, and again, going back to the like, am I being overly technical because I feel like I need to? Am I doing it just for the sake of doing it? Or is it because I really feel like this is the way that I'm expressing myself the best? Mm -hmm. Like there was a point, I, I reached that same point too, where yes, I can do semi-technical things, but like I'm not really gravitating towards that anymore. Like I'm going to gravitate towards the things that I need to practice to make me a better musician, mm -hmm. to help me understand music better. And that's it if I have a guitar solo or a lead part that has something flashy in it, then I did that because I felt like it was necessary for the song. I didn't just do mm -hmm. it because I can, if that makes sense. You know, Steve. I feel like you're kind of saying the same thing in a way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I have improved so much since I stopped trying to, you know, just play fast and play technical. I have improved way more than I had till now. Right. Because it was, yeah. and I was, I was sitting down and I was enjoying what I was doing for the first time in a while. It's not that I wasn't having fun, but you know, if you want to get technical, you have to do like a lot of scales and exercises. And if you're doing that for an hour and another an hour and then three hours and then four hours a day, it gets boring, you know? Yeah. And like, I don't want to turn into like a, a scale exercise robot either. No. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> no. my soul to be sucked out by sitting with the metronome going which is fine and is a part of it but there's the other part that i guess is overlooked now i guess i'm just trying to say like find balance in what you're doing do everything for a reason not just for the sake of doing it unless you're just that bored i guess so like the the riffs that were that are the flashiest in my own repertoire like in the music that we've written and they have been the ones that i felt compelled like pushed to seek out the melody and it's like that's just what the melody was i didn't like seek out to try to write a little flashy riff mm -hmm. wow, what, what am i hearing in my head and what do the fingers have to do to respond and, and um that's the only time i even try to do this or this or you know the real fancy up and mm -hmm. down stuff and whatever yeah playing past the 12th fret playing past the 12th fret. <laughs> rare, rare. it's a rare occasion and so when it happens it's <laughs> anyway uh, man, I love talking about this. But th this tone thing, like this whole this idea, a lot of it is just. Um, I think there's a there's two different general. I don't know if there's schools of thought, but I think of two different general approaches to music that I keep finding that comes up and up and up. There's this sort of scholarly, academic approach with the scales and the modes and everything, and then there's this sort of this. I don't know what you call it, man. Like a blue the voodoo magic, child way magic <laughs> thing where you just you basically just feel it out and figure it out like i and i was really i feel like i was really uh fortunate to get some of both in my experience and it sounds like you're getting I mean, your your teacher definitely is, is exposing you to some of that i'm just sort of really blown away 
that you've only been playing for a couple of years. It's kind of insane. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been four years now. I will. This question is coming to my mind for you, Raven. Um, Did you ever, ever feel fear to play what you wanted to play because you were afraid that people weren't going to be, you know, blown away by it enough or weren't going to accept it the way that they would accept something if you were trying to be more of something else i don't know yeah uh yeah <laughs> so okay so when i started posting on vocal me- on social media uh, i was i started posting vocals and stuff like that right and so the whenever i posted guitar stuff it had to be like solos and stuff like that you know i couldn't post a video of myself just playing some power chords because that's cc and boring and people are not gonna <laughs> like it and uh but but then it was like what, what if i do like what's up with that and and you know sometimes it's what i feel like playing it's not all solos as much as i love them it's not all super complicated riffs sometimes you need to you know throw on a green day hoodie and pretend that you're 14 all over again and and you know but uh yeah (laughs) yeah because that's what that's the kind of music that i grew up on oh yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm how is the the rock distribution over i mean now with with spotify and and youtube you pretty much have access to everything but as far as the mainstream like the rock was it was it a common thing or was it like abnormal to be here in spain music yeah uh, uh okay so when i was when i was a kid i guess it was not as weird i definitely remember listening to some like green day and my chemical romance and bands like that playing on the radio uh, nowadays it just it won't happen <laughs> it's not gonna happen there's there's no such thing as a metal scene or even like a rock scene here not at all wow it's not a thing so like the closest thing to that that i remember is back in the day again with with like green day and bands like that i was an emo kid so you know we we went out with other emo kids that was the closest thing to like a metal scene or or a rock scene that i've ever seen scene that you've ever seen that's another thing that i'm (laughs) fascinated by is people like yourself from other countries um that really had to go out you had to go out of your way to find yeah i feel like to find the music and if it it wasn't if it wasn't like because of english and stuff and you know just being able to to talk and and understand and i I would have had like a really bad time you know because my friends were not into that i i had to get them into that you know what i mean because it wasn't a trendy thing yeah and I, and I watched all of these youtubers that were from the states or like other countries you know but they were talking in english and i was getting into all of these things but it was all because of the language really what were the mm. kids into then i honestly don't remember we had like spanish tv shows back in the days and, and that was it the music scene has been pretty shitty that's interesting yeah, it, to me it's funny how music scenes come and go. Well, funny. I well, the thing is, like, it is, but it isn't part of the culture. And some, like, in Latin countries, maybe I'm wrong. Um, like when I was down in in Mexico, um, that's just—it's really not part of the culture. I mean, there is a small portion of musicians that play rock, but it's just not. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and I, the reason I'm bringing it up is because here in America, like rock and roll is such a part of. Yeah, it's like institutional. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. It's anti-institution and institutional all at the same time. So like one of our funny. one of our wonderful guests asked us if we knew who Kiss was. Like, <laughs> really. <laughs> And no, it's understandable because depending on what country you come from, they might Mm -hmm. be super obscure to know an American rock band named Kiss, Mm -hmm. right? But here, here in uh, in the U.S., it's like everyone knows who Kiss is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of it's a different. I I guess we take it for granted here. (laughs) You know what I mean? We We take it for granted. We all. Silly questions. I mean, I asked one of the best bass players in the world if they knew about one of the other best bass players in the world. That was a silly question or whatever. I mean, we do silly things. I, I don't know. It was a fun. It was a funny question because it's like, well, who hasn't heard of Kiss? Like, like from my you know perspective, it was like, what do you mean everyone knows who Kiss is? I, I wouldn't. That's that's, that's why I brought it up. It's like mm-hmm. the idea that in other countries, not everyone is going to know who they are. Just, no, probably. I mean. If you, if I ask my parents, obviously they're gonna know who Kiss. And if if I ask people from like their generation, they're gonna know. But probably from people my age, uh, no. Really, that's <laughs> probably it's kind of sad. Well, that's fascinating. I would, you know, even here in the United States, so people your age, mm. um, they don't really rock isn't really their thing right now, is it? Well, I feel like it's kind of coming back, isn't it? A little bit. I did. A little bit, if you, yeah. Since okay, so what happened here in Europe? I don't know if you've heard of them. This uh, Italian band when won Eurovision. They are called Moneskin, and they uh, they make this kind of like rock, hard rock, you know, which is not a popular thing in here at all. So them winning a thing like Eurovision, which is what it is. It's not for good music. It's not for that. Sorry, but it's not for good music. It's it's a display of. You know, just values and stuff like that. I don't want to. Yeah, it is. It's different. It is. It is what it is. But I see it every year. You know, it's fine. But them winning was like really symbolic because what happened is that uh, the jury that they have at the competition uh, didn't give Italy a, lo- a lot of points. But then when they counted the votes of the of the public, you know, people that were spending money to vote for them they like were like they went straight to the number one of the chart so it was it was great and now they're i think they're like the 15th most listened to band in the world right now Mm. which is huge and then if i look at the charts there's like punk rock influences in there you know willow is doing a lot of music that definitely has that more like punk rock ish style there's this there's this girl what's her name Olivia Rodrigo, I think she's called, which is really seeing, you know, it's, it's, she's a pop artist, but she's introducing elements of punk. So I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to come back or it's just going to be a thing that is going to go away, but I have that feeling that it's something that is just, it's just slowly rising again. You know, it's going to, I think it's going to continue to grow. Cause look at the, that's one of the reasons why we're talking. That's why we're doing this. Like we are, we are, and you're gonna, you know, I'm going to check this box now, but we in the blossoming of music across the whole wide world that 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 the internet provides us this freedom i mean Mm. you're literally in another country yeah and it's crazy i not only not only is your english impeccable but like just your whole mindset it just i understand so much i relate to so much of what you say and that's fascinating to me that someone just oh some strange across the world but that but that's the kind of community we're building Mm. we're a part of as like new I don't know what you want to call it, like the modern musician, the digital musician, and we're everywhere. There's violinists and, and 
harpists and you name it. I mean, har- accordion players. We're all online, you know? How often, Raven, do you do you run into people that are willing to engage you about the process of becoming a better musician? Like, that you're able to bounce ideas off of about creativity, about... Is it a con- is it a common thing? I mean, I know you have a guitar teacher, so you have that opportunity. Uh, but in general, hmm, no, quite often, honestly, uh, pretty much everyone in in my circle of like friends and and family, you know, is into music in some way or, or another. A lot of my friends are musicians. That's awesome. Yeah, but, but yeah, so I, I I'm surrounded by people that give me you know just feedback and, and inspire me that's cool um because nice. ryan doesn't want to give me any feedback anyway. um <laughs> sorry you're I, I was gonna say i've given you plenty i, I think i've given you a great <laughs> amount of feedback <laughs> and, conversation text, I'm sorry. if nothing else you prefer that i don't give you feedback <laughs> you were saying it obviously wasn't that important it was important i just couldn't resist man i have certain buttons that have to get pushed i don't know i can't <laughs> so let's take a couple of steps back here raven that you were talking about that that classical piece that really hit you mm-hmm. on an emotional level yeah. so where did you from there was there wow i want to i just want to listen to more music now because of what it can do to me or was it like wow i need to explore this whole idea of being a musician more Okay, so what happened is I, I started playing the violin right and I did that for three years, but the last of those three years, I had this teacher, uh, I don't want to talk shit or anything, he was super nice, he was just not great at teaching or encouraging me, so I, I kind of lost interest. It's a, it's a really difficult instrument to play, especially when you're starting out, and so you, you really need to be motivated, and I wasn't, but I was I, I needed music, and I was I was scraping that, that, that that thing that I felt whenever I played that piece or, or other pieces that I found out later on but I just I wasn't getting that motivation from my teacher and at the same time again I was 14 15 years old I was discovering all of this new music and and you know punk rock again Green Day My Chemical Romance these bands and they they look so cool on stage dude I wanted to be like that you know and I was like what if I learn how to play guitar you know I was kind of like a what, what, what if I do? So I, I saved up some money and I bought a guitar and I started playing and I feel like it was like a cycle of me playing. And once I learned all of the songs that I listened to, I needed to find more music to play, which also took me to like other genres, like metal maybe. So like I start, I discovered a lot of music because I wanted to learn new things. And as I learn new things, I discover more music. And as I discover more music, I learn more things. And I, you know, I started to listen to a lot of different genres and just looking for new things to play. And that's when, that's when I really grew. Once I, you know, stepped out of my comfort zone and wanted to play something else uh, other than power chords. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I I found my guitar teacher, which also got me into a lot of really cool bands and, and artists. Yeah, well, you have to start somewhere. I mean, that mm-hmm. happens with all of us, and you sl- you slowly kind of learn about different options as far as like the kind of music you might want to make. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a fun process, you know. It's. I mean, really, it doesn't ever have to end. No. 
you know, because that cycle you're talking about, I'm doing that now in my 30s. It's like, mm-hmm. I'll go back and I'll listen to the greats uh, or I'll go and I'll listen to something new. And I'm always trying to absorb stuff. I mean, these days I try not to like necessarily, I'm not necessarily wanting to play covers. Mm-hmm. Ryan doesn't, he, he, he swears I want to play all covers, but I don't, I do. I just want to play a couple. I don't remember swearing anything. <laughs> but... Swear I, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just absorbing different from different sources, almost like, like you're I swear to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just trying to like expand sonically what I can hear in my head when I'm just riffing in my own head. Mm-hmm. I have access to all that. It's easier to translate it to my fingers, you know, in the actual moment uh, on the guitar. hundred percent. Do you, mm-hmm. what do you find? Cause I know you said you're working on this. Cause you're still, you said you, this thing about an EP or you're going mm-hmm. yeah. to, where are you at with that? Like what, where are you at in this process? Are you still? Okay. So, mm-hmm. So I just, I wanted to release some music because I, I got inspired and I started making stuff and I was like, wait, I, I actually, I'm able to do something, you know, other than playing other people's music, which is fine and I love, but you know, it, it, it takes you somewhere else. It, it allows you to express things in a way that only you can understand, if that makes any sense. Because I can, I can get all emotional playing other, someone else's piece and that's fine. But if it's something that she wrote, it, it just, it hits different. I, I didn't know the feeling till I started writing my own music and I was like, okay, I guess I'll have to do this because it, it, it feels great. I'm not sure if it's going to be an EP or I'm going to release like two or three singles. Not sure. I'm kind of in the middle of my creative process. Uh, I'm now working on some demos. I have some guitars that have to arrive, but have been delayed for like four months already. So I'm not going to say anything about that. And, uh, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just waiting for them to arrive so that I can start actually recording stuff. I'm just taking things CC, you know, trying to be inspired, but also, also having fun. I don't want to get overwhelmed by the, the need of like releasing new music and writing like 10 songs in a month. Like, no, <laughs> I just, I don't want that. Balance, right? And yeah, people, and if you're doing it all by yourself, that yeah, that's awesome. a lot. Just, yeah, yeah, because because I, mm-hmm. yeah, I just because I, I had ideas, right? But for example, I don't know how to play drums. I have no idea, like the names of the things. I didn't know what anything was called. So suddenly, I sit down and I have all of these feels and all of these phrases that I wanna that I want the song to have, but I just don't. I, and I don't know how to write it, and I had to spend like hours learning everything and how to program like drums and stuff you know <laughs> but uh yeah and that that takes time that took me way more time than <laughs> any of the playing or like actual songwriting but yeah yeah like it requires time to get good at it and it's not even yeah you need to learn a new thing yeah but it's like it's not even the expression it's literally just you're it's a songwriting tool mm. you know but then again the way i look at it, it's like how cool is it that we even have access? If you it's amazing. Player, it's it's yeah. insane. It's insane. Because you know? I, I can sit down in my room with with a guitar and a laptop and make an album if I want to. Right. Cool. The marvels of modern technology. Mm. Oh, I love it. I mean, and it's all part of the process of like, well, also too, you know, we're, you know, running a little older. <laughs> I grew up in a different era. Like just even the way you promote yourself and what you're aiming for, and the, the whole digital thing wasn't a thing. 
you know, mm. we were listening yeah. to yeah <laughs> no rock right so like it, having to learn that too even though we're not much older i guess you could say but it's a different world and it's taken time for us to even adapt even with the show like learning what we're doing and and like how to do how, how to do an online presence what we want what we don't want on that same note like i'm curious what what were you thinking when you started when the likes on on social media started to rack up and when the views started to rack up before you know it you just have a pretty pretty sizable like what were you thinking i was it was just not my intention i mean i was obviously if you post on social media and you have a public account it's because you want to build an audience i just wasn't expecting it to get that big so i remember i remember i had been posting for like a year and i had i think two thousand followers or something like that and i was i was super happy i had like this community of people and it was super nice because i knew everyone and i talked to pretty much everyone you know and then I had one of my videos that went kind of viral and it hit, I think, like a million views or something like that. Wow. And uh, it was insane. And I was watching the views go up and I was like, like it's, not, it's not true. And I know and you just can't process it. If I look like at the, the number and I see a million views, I just cannot picture what that is. I know it's big. I just can't. My brain doesn't process it. I don't know. It's great. Honestly, it's great. It's open uh, a world of opportunities for me, stuff that I just wouldn't have been able to do. And now I'm working with people that I have admired for years, you know, and um, I'm getting things that I wouldn't be able to afford in, in, in any other way that are helping me to keep making my music. So i don't know it's great honestly i like I'm, I'm super thankful for all that i have i'm super lucky i'm super lucky it's fascinating to me the whole um like people like yourself that have a pretty sizable so social media following because all those people and we've talked about this before all those people saw something in you in your music they maybe they're fans of you as a person as well yeah. enough to hit a button in the app that means i want you to be part of my life yeah on a daily basis like which is insane yeah mm. it's it's a fascinating thing mm. so there's obviously something about you maybe that people can't articulate you know and that's i mean that's why we're we're talking right now yeah i mean you have you have a, a great energy like it's very yeah well thank you that's like the best compliment i can get same that's thing to you guys I, I think that has something to do with it you know is the energy that you're providing people and that's what it's all music about. is a big part of that too you know we'll think about it even even abrasive music right real heavy heavy metal the thrash stuff people feed off that stuff it's got huh. it's got an energy to it right huh. So we're all given and taking energy, right? Mm. All of us do. And you know, you're a generator and you're someone who's creating content. You know, I, you know, that's that's it though, isn't it? We're coming back to that. Like there are people mm. in this world that are generators and there are people that are in the process of learning how to do that or just don't want to do it yeah in the process of learning how to do that what are you <laughs> what are you gosh are you a lawyer that's a good way to put it Lo I, I, I feel lawyer, yeah a lawyer answer <laughs> lawyer answer i feel like with everything that we have going on today it's super important to, to just try to give off good vibes you never know what the person you're talking to is going through that is super important and and you can ruin someone's day so easily 
and you can make someone stay so easily. So I just, I try to, you know, just give off good vibes. Shit happens. Sometimes things happen, bad things happen to all of us, but it is, it is really important to, to try to highlight the good things because we have enough shit around us already. Like, Why make it worse? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I read this, this thing, uh, like a couple of hours ago and it was that, uh, the number one cause of death here in Spain. Well, I don't know if I can see it now that I think of it, maybe I shouldn't. Is it, what is it? Like naughty? <laughs> no, no, not at all. Is, so, it, okay, so, is it too depressing? Yeah, it uncomfortable it, that thing. So it? it is, it is, it is that thing. The number one cause of death in, in young people. That is so, that is such a bad thing. That is so alarming. That's a lot of people mm. that are going through that and taking that decision. Yeah. And that's, we a, have a problem. The, the question is why, why? Well, that's the the ultimate, like drastic. Yeah, it's, it's like drastic solution, and it's like perfect solution to a temporary. Yeah, problem. it's like how how do how are so many human beings getting to the point where they that they would rather do that than deal with whatever is going on? It's like something ha is wrong, Raven. Right? We, I, we have a huge problem. What What do you? Is there anything you could attribute to that? Is it just people's men mentality? Is it as, as, as a young person? Education? No, it's not. It's not a lack of education. I think it's a problem in in how we build society. Basically, uh, I, I've I've had depression. I've been uh, really depressed in the past. And uh, when I when I looked forward, one of the problems that I that I saw was like, so I'm doing all of this for what? Because I looked forward to my future. And there wasn't anything that was just like promising. You know, I knew I was gonna have, okay, like a, maybe like a part-time job if I'm lucky. And, and you know, I'm gonna live with my parents till I'm like 40 or 50. And, and, and you know, like there's, there's a problem and it's on, on how we build society. I don't know how we fix that. All I know is if, if I can make someone's day a little bit better, that's it. If, if someone watches one of my videos, even if it's like 30 second video and, and you know, and is entertained for 30 seconds and doesn't think about anything negative for 30 seconds, I'm happy. You know, you, you have a very, uh, mature and your intellectual way of looking at life. Um, and I'm still blown away that you're able to express these thoughts in, a language that well i'm trying my best like you're, if i say anything that's wrong correct me because i want to keep on learning you're doing a fantastic right. job no you're but i guess i i bring that up because i have you read a lot about psychology like are you into listening to lectures on life or has it just been no, because of I, what you had to mm -hmm. deal with made you look at life in a different perspective yeah a hundred percent and I'm, I'm now happy and i look at myself from, uh, like a year ago because it, it wasn't that long ago and I'm, I'm suddenly happy and i found peace i guess i'd say because happiness is not it's not a state of being it's more of a feeling but you know i'm, I'm happy with my life but uh but it is a problem in in all of this. and there's a lot of people that don't find happiness and, and yeah. not not everyone is lucky you know not 
could you elaborate on that a little bit you said that happiness isn't necessarily a state of being it's a feeling like no because like bad things happen i still have bad days and maybe even like a bad week a couple of weeks and, and you feel really bad and 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 that happens but you need to understand that it is just it's a it's a like a period of time that is going to go away and then you're going to go back to normal you know Sometimes it's it, sometimes it's a chemical imbalance. Sometimes it is just because you're not going outside enough and you're not getting you know sunlight. That that's a problem. I think that's a problem with now yeah, with, with with COVID and, and everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. Like you biologically need to get sunlight. That is that's an important thing. Rather we'd rather take a pill and and, and not actually look at our diet or look at our we're daily what we do every day. Yeah, but I and that's a eat huge problem. Breakfast. <laughs> I want to eat candy and soda for breakfast. Should but you I need to understand. You can do that, but you need to understand what it's going to. Mm -hmm. But would yeah, you, so like, mm -hmm. yeah, Raven, sure. would you mind? I feel like this is a good time to do it. And I mean, if you don't feel comfortable, it's fine. But uh -huh. I'm getting to the point where I feel like more people are struggling with these things than ever talk about it because we lived in a society for so long where if you say yeah i had problems with depression i had problems mm. with anxiety people would look at you like you're quote crazy or that weak yeah weak, weak is the word or yeah. you're incapable of functioning and or it's like i mean really that's yeah the mentality with a lot of cultists it's like you mm -hmm. Oh, the devil has power in your life and it's making you feel this or there's a lot of different things that you're told you yeah know. so what i think we have going on it's kind of it, it's starting to be something normal which shouldn't be and it's not a nice thing anxiety and depression particularly because those are the two that we hear about the most are starting to be normalized because so many people are struggling with it and it shouldn't be that way it shouldn't be normalized because people are having a problem with it because this huge number of people are struggling now with anxiety which didn't happen before it shouldn't be because of that it, it should be because we're worried for those people and we want to help them because there are pe there's people with other you know mental disorders that also need help and need the same amount of attention and the problem with with normalizing it is that when you want to seek out for help you won't be sure if you need it because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, but everyone feels like this. I feel like all my friends are anxious, so it's like a normal thing to 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 feel, you know? It's a problem. It's also a problem. And if you're around a bunch of anxious people, it's going to feed into your anxiety. It just is. You're going you're gonna to resonate off each other. And you, Yeah, I think, okay, so it's kind of like a hard thing to do, but uh, to anyone that's listening, if, if your friends or just people around you are putting you in a bad mood because you're all kind of like, you know, anxious or sad or, you know, just having a lot of negative feelings, maybe it's time to step back and find new people because it's not doing you any good and it's not doing the other people any good either. Or just like, you know, go into nature with that electronics for five. Mm -hmm. That helps a lot. God forbid you would <laughs> not have your phone attached to your hip for a day, a whole day. Oh God, it's hard, though. I'm addicted to it. Instagram's bad for me. It's so addictive. There's so many. And TikTok. Yeah. Raven's on Instagram. Oh I got to see what she's doing. I want to check out the story. And there's this new <laughs> video that my other friend's got. So the new single and my other friend's got this other amazing single. Like, oh, my God, I want to promote everybody all the time. And I'm like, I don't even have time to think and breathe and do my own thing. Yeah. Overload, Overload everywhere. Do you have any, uh, it sounds like it's something you've thought about, 
like people that are really um struggling with the severe case mm-hmm. of depression or especially depression because i've gone through it mm-hmm. in a very severe way i know if you're comfortable divulging you know okay. yeah you've we've talked about it because we've both had to deal with it and it's funny to me that a lot of creative people again it seems like there's some correlation with super creative people and this depression and the anxiety and like you talked about you didn't when you were younger it's like a lot of people don't have anything to look forward to i think it's because like you say in society we know we're going to be forced to do something for a living or for mm-hmm. a very large portion of our lives that we really don't want to do. Exactly. How, how are you not going to be depressed when, exactly. you, when you have that in front of you? I mean, mm-hmm. can I pull it back in the old days on, on you guys? Back in the old days? Back in the old days. What are you, eight, 85 years old over here? <laughs> before we were nomadic you're like back when i was a uh, teen before agricultural society (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead if you you know if you were uh if you were if you had anxiety depression or schizophrenia let's say something like that you were pulled aside were you exiled you were special Uh, you were pulled aside and told you've got something to add to the society you've got something very important very special and you're on a journey. You know, I'm really, I'm fascinated that that ever occurred because it's been the opposite. I know. Western civilization has stamped out as much as it can of this type of culture, but it still exists in the Amazon. Like, it's still out there. It's, mm. We've barely just been able to hold on to these little bits. You know, that the, 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 the people that have come before us, you know, for many, many, many years have tried to uh, basically sensor you know you know what man do you feel like i don't know how it is in in spain mm-hmm. raven but and maybe it's just me being cynical and annoyed with what I, in in my personal experience but uh here in the united states it's like you're in now it's it feels like there's a movement to encourage people to do it but it also feels like a lot of that pushes from drug companies <laughs> you know which is a problem mm-hmm. and, but you also have this kind of like yeah we care but when the rubber hits the road in your life people really don't yeah uh-huh. they say they do but do they really mm-hmm. so it's this whole like you're encouraged to talk about it but then a lot of times you talk about it and then you kind of regret talking about it because people aren't really as i think I think media has part of, of, you know, media has had a pretty big impact on how we view mental illness. Because you know, uh, I remember when I was when I was I don't know like fourteen, fifteen, and Tumblr was a thing. Uh, I remember seeing all of this all of these blogs that romanticize mental illness to its most, and, and you know they were talking about these like really depressed girls and how the boy of their dreams would go and like rescue them and all of that, and 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 they were called that depression and that was what i thought you know that's what i thought was depression when i was a kid because that's what that's what i had seen and i didn't see you know it's not getting out of bed it's not showering for a week it's not brushing your teeth for a week you know because you don't feel like going getting out of bed and i feel like media keeps contributing to that we we've normalized the pretty parts of it you know yeah you're sad you cry but people don't want to see the reality of you know like anxiety depression 
yeah and it's it's one of those things where unless you've experienced it it's hard to explain you don't know yeah because people will be like wait a minute ryan you you lied in bed for an entire week basically yeah like what's wrong with you i don't get yeah. it you know how how is it how could you not just get yourself up off the bed mm -hmm. to go do something productive and it's like i i can't explain why i couldn't like mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah and you know my concern gets to be with social and i saw this on twitter all the time this part of the reason i had to leave twitter completely because it's just not good for my mental health but like mm -hmm. people go and it's like they finally make connections with people who can relate and then they mm -hmm. self-identify as this diagnosis. Yeah, it's, all it's also a problem. Mm -hmm. But you're not just a label of the diagnosis. Yeah. You're yes, like please go look for a it's therapist like you're, and a you're professional. Not a, you're not a yeah. clinically diagnosed depressed person. You're but at the same, you know I mean? but at the same time, I feel like those people are just looking for an identity, right? Because they, they, they may be struggling with That's something. That's true, isn't it? They may be struggling with something, and so they found this label, which kind of fits into what they are experiencing, and now they are part of a group or a community, which is not good. But I think it shows that again, that person has a problem. It, it's a problem to just turn it into, you know, what you are and take this thing that you have and that you're experiencing and make it your whole personality. But at the same time, it's a way of, of finding new people, you know, and being part of a group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's true. I, I'd never really mm. thought that there are people that yeah. want an identity so bad. Mm -hmm. Take on the label of addict. They'll take on the label of, you know whatever what have you right thought you had your head yeah and i don't I, I don't think they're aware of that it's just something they do unconsciously i think so. a lot of times it's, too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a little bit of both isn't it yeah it's a little bit of both right. i really do because like i mean of course we're right right raven we're both right <laughs> <laughs> It's well, solid points. I really, I really do. This is this is I've been an unexpected delight. I really just, I mean, I'm and these things like these conversations, these conversations. It's like there was a point in my life where I'm like, I don't want to talk about this because I, mm -hmm. I don't know how people are gonna take it. But I, I'm, I'm like now I don't care because I know there's someone out there in the world listening that's gonna be able to relate. And and we need to talk about yeah. it. We we really need to. There needs to be other voices and other than just what's the quote mm -hmm. stream on the subject there just has mm -hmm. to be do you have any advice to give to people to get through those you know those times in life when literally yeah. you don't want to you don't really even want to exist i mean i've okay. been there before how do you do you just do your best to okay so i, I think i don't the, know the, i don't even the, know how, where to go with the that. first thing the first thing is to seek for help with a professional because sometimes our problems come from things that we do ourselves not see or we do not realize or do not want to realize because that's also a problem and and you know look for a professional because if you if you get a diagnosis even even if it's not a diagnosis and it's just someone else's point of view how you perceive things will change if, if it's a professional they will know how to talk to you however if you're at a point in which for some reason you can't or you're just not going to uh, there are certain things that you can do if you don't feel like getting out of bed I feel like that's a really delicate you know place in which you are 
it will pass. That's the, I know everyone says that, but I promise it will go away. And I promise things are worth it. Take care of yourself. I know it's super hard. I know some days, again, you don't feel like getting out of bed. You don't feel like going out. Just go outside for a few minutes, breathe in a little bit, you know, go for a walk if you can. Get a little bit of sunlight. Dude, again, I said it before, it's super important. You need it, you need it, and you're gonna feel better. Even if you think you're not, you're gonna feel better. You also, I, I would recommend cutting off anything that gives you that like negative feedback, you know, sad music, sad movies. I know when you feel like that, you kind of crave that sadness and that feeling and you surround yourself with things that make you sad and they make you feel even worse. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> not at all. Like, but again, just That's going out for a while. That's interesting mm. thing, right? How amazing is it we live in a time and a place where we can actually sorry uh we can actually um were you looking at yourself and i'm sorry no, it's not the table. Looking at <laughs> i'm looking um, at myself <laughs> but we get to choose all i the should do that, that comes our way huh. be the ones who decide like our own content curators yeah we get to be our own content curator mm, so yeah but it's super it's super hard mm -hmm. it is but mm. uh but you can do it it wasn't as hard as you might think all you have to do is go follow some of the amazing people from the show or like you for example because like you just have to it, honestly the way the algorithm works is it will give back to you what you mm. if you're seeking if you were a seeker who's seeking positivity and thinking mm -hmm. of lifting it's there and you're gonna find it but you have to be the one to seek it out a hundred percent you do bring up a great point though that a lot of times whether it be the music the any type of media that we consume or other other things that we're doing to ourselves and we don't understand the consequences that are mm -hmm. a result like you said sometimes we don't want to yeah we don't want because it, it's easier yeah. it's easier it's way easier yeah that's a good point well i didn't expect <laughs> i didn't expect no it, it took here, a but turn hey, but uh it's important you know it and it is I, it is really important and uh yeah i appreciate the fact that you're willing you're willing to engage in that and you're cool with that i think it's important too i mean i don't know i guess uh i would have appreciated you know listening to someone that was going through the same things that the feeling of loneliness is there when you feel like that it doesn't matter how many friends you have it's just also the thing that is not talk about you know you feel lonely even though you're surrounded by people so just listening to someone that you know relates to you and has gone through the same thing makes you feel a little bit better you know I, and I, I didn't have that i had music which was great but it would have been easier <laughs> the other way you know i think this is i have a, i'm having a thought right now that i think is important because i think a lot of people will might be of this thought, thought? process um mm -hmm. because they'll be they'll look at raven on social media and be like this is a cool young chick that can play the guitar and uh. you know do all these things she looks happy and has great energy and all of her her videos like she's up and coming what right. she's trying to do how in the world could she possibly be depressed like yeah. she's there's no way she's she could be experiencing the same depression that i'm going through I mean, I, I, you know I mean, what i mean you know, so it's I like there's a bias against well you, i mean i just beautiful people people attractive there's a bias there too like yeah. oh, what do you have to worry about yeah <laughs> yeah and it's like do you do you have any thoughts on that raven yeah. like the 
you're not you're not just as much of a human as anyone else because of yeah i mean it's it's really easy to get that impression but i I, i'm guilty of that myself you know you see people on tv you see people on social media see successful people and they that translate and translates into them not having any problems it doesn't make any sense if you think about it right but like it, it is the impression that you get though yeah because everyone, everyone's super happy and everyone's, you know, successful and everyone has money and everyone has whatever they want and, and it's fine. And they're all happy in their perfect lives and their perfect houses. Yeah, exactly. You know, a window that you get to see in their life. That's but, but yeah, what, what people need to realize Heavily is filtered. behind every, even if it's like a story that you're posting, which is a silly video of yourself saying whatever everyone records that like 20 times 30 times until you get it right something that is supposed to be super spontaneous and that looks spontaneous is not really spontaneous and that's a, that's re- the reality of it that's you know that's part of our motivation too on a separate note raven is we want to give people something that wasn't contrived that wasn't mm-hmm. scripted rehearsed. that wasn't rehearsed that's not edited it just this is what happened and you get to be a part of yeah, it you get to be, join us like that's important that to, for people to see like you talked about the whole tuning on stage oh yeah 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 like i enjoy that like it, it's just the idea of realizing that there's some studio magic there's some you know theatricality on stage that makes mm-hmm. things things seem more than they really are a hundred percent hundred percent but it's human beings involved with all this mm-hmm. stuff at the end of the day that's what we love about i mean that's one of the best the best bands and the best i mean there's plenty of theatricality even in a, in a green day show Theatrica. yeah 100 you know what i mean like that's what we a lot of what we love about what we're like it is the performance powerful to the uninitiated yeah of course and, and you need that energy it's energy that they're giving to you and you're, you're giving back to them as, a, as the crowd right. you know yeah <laughs> Exactly. It's amazing how that, yeah, like, anyway, just the- well, we, uh, time flew by today. Um, yeah. <laughs> do you, do you have a specific project, a specific piece of content that you want people to look forward to and how do people find you, um, and can follow what you're doing? Okay. So you guys can follow me up on Instagram It's where I post the most. I go as Raven screams and, uh, yeah, I'm working on some original music, even though I cannot yet put like a release date to it. I would love to, but I still can't cause I, I, I need some things to arrive first, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. If you like covers, if you like rock and, and metal and stuff like that, feel free to check me out and, and yeah, that's pretty much it. If you like good vibes, Good vibes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I post things about my plants too. If you guys want to see that, plants. <laughs> I have plants, yeah. How did uh, like plant like you know like green plants that grow? Yeah, like plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't scroll that far down on the page, and now I'm because really, that's no. I'm really interested in it. Yeah. We'll have mm-hmm. to talk about that next time. <laughs> next time is the right. Um, so yeah, you know, is there? I mean, honestly, you've you've kind of been a really kind of a wellspring of of great thought and, and really thoughtful articulation. I'm just curious, is there anything else like anything else that you'd like to share with the beautiful listeners? Well, I don't know. I hope everyone's having like a great day, <laughs> 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 but, uh, I don't know. I just, I promise things get better to, to anyone that's listening and going through hard times. I, I promise, like, I promise 
things get better. And, and you know, it's, it's the small things. I know it sounds like it's the typical thing you say, but it truly is. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being on. Thank you for sharing your thoughts and uh, for venturing into a territory that's uh, a little more personal. But yeah, I'm sorry because I feel like we kind of like went away from music, and I was like, "Oh shit!" This is part of it. This is all okay. part of it. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it just we want to have a conversation with mm -hmm. you, and I yeah. think the other side of what's going on that in your life that's not music kind of helps you understand the uh, artist better in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Raven, that we got the privilege of like meeting with and talking with and, and, and learning from today, like that's the that's the raven that's making the music you know yeah i guess <laughs> people are feeling that you know yeah. people are feeling mm -hmm. that on some level and that's that's why people want you in their life when our beautiful listeners listen to this whole conversation they get to this part of it we're at the end they, if they it feels like impossible that they're not going to be a fan of you already like as a person right and so that's going to translate into their enjoyment of your music you know it really will. well thank you so um Folks, uh, you know where to find us, right? I don't need to keep saying the, the, the website address, right? That's not cool. You can, I don't know. You do whatever you feel comfortable doing. <laughs> I just love doing the little do. Why don't you go to anchor.fm slash inside the sound? Nobody does that. I wish I could just, I need a, I'm just going to get that clip right there and just loop it a bunch of times. All right. Uh, well, um, folks, we love you all. And here's a closer. Bye. I'm up here.